This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. I'm Chuck Hasse of Leisure Outdoor Adventures, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country. Well, we're checking in today with Jeff Gussie Gustafson. Hey, Jeff, welcome back to the show. What's going on? I hope everybody's uh, staying warm here and uh, finally got some real winter hitting us. And, um, I think it was kind of needed, but, you know. It, it absolutely was kind of needed. We just heard horror story after horror story of either people floating away on a flow or going <laughs> through the ice or something. And so, yes, it's time to get some real ice out here. Yeah. So, yeah, now it can go back to, you know, back to the 20s and 30s. And we'll be we'll be happy just sort of ride out the rest of the winter like that. It's, it's kind of unlikely, but, um, you know, it is what it is. So uh, you just mentioned before we got going that you're just finally getting all buttoned down up there. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, you know, our our lake trout opener is January 1st every year. So that's kind of a, you know, probably the most popular ice fishing date up here in, in Ontario uh, that everyone looks forward to. And a lot of the, the big trout lakes, you know, especially the bigger bodies of water where you catch the bigger fish, a lot of them were still at open water, um, you know, even a week ago. And so uh, this last, you know, this cold snap we're sort of into now, um, it, you know, everything's going to lock up and tighten up. So we kind of needed it, but uh, but crazy. Like I can re- never remember um, open water anywhere up here in, in January before. But, uh, but yeah, real winter's setting in, and, and uh, hopefully we'll, you know, it'll be sort of smooth sailing now the rest of the, the winter. Um, so have, I mean, obviously when you found some ice, I'm sure you got out there and gave it a try. What, what's going on? Yeah, I've been, um, I've been fishing a fair amount, um, but not like any real big missions. You know, I, I, I'm lucky. I, I live, uh, about a two minute snowmobile ride from Lake of the Woods. So I can, I just leave from my house. I can go out there and, you know, for me, I've been going quite a bit. I go at two, two thirty, three o'clock in the afternoon, fish a couple hours till dark and, and, uh, catch dinner. And I haven't caught a lot of big fish or anything, but you know, it's, it's fun. It's good action. You can go out and catch, catch dinner, you know, lots of nice perch and walleye, uh, pretty quick and easy. So that's been my, uh, you know, so yeah, not a lot of big, big fish photos to share with people but uh but i'm more interested in just getting bites and catching dinner than than anything else um in the winter and uh i don't love you know i used to guide a lot in the winter and i i've fished in every condition you can imagine but if i have to go i have i have almost no interest in going out and sitting in a shack so if it's windy i'll just wait and usually go the next day and uh, i like to move around and especially now with all the 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 forward live sonar and it's just you know it's yeah if i fish a hole for two or three minutes and i don't catch one or see one i'm I'm moving you know i want to get on top of fish and uh so i like to to stay mobile and that means just picking the the days when the wind isn't blowing the temperature doesn't bother me too much i mean it can be cold but the wind is what really takes the fun out of it i think (laughs) yeah that that's a fact we got that going down here today let me tell you um yeah (laughs) So, so you've been out fishing quite a bit, catching fish. What do they seem to be responding to right now? Uh, hey, I do quite a bit of writing and, and outdoor writing, you know, and, and I, every year around this time, I'm writing about walleyes and catching fish through the ice. And for, it seems like since I was a teenager, I've, I hardly ever use anything but a buckshot rattle spoon. And 
I mean, it's been around forever for me, and it just works. And, you know, over the years, Northland's come out with all kinds of different spoons. Some have, some have been really good, and they're still there. Some have come and gone. Uh, but, like, you know, for me, it's for, it seems like since I was in, in high school, um, the buckshot rattle spoon's kind of been my go-to ice bait for walleye and perch. And I've caught everything on it, big lake trout, pike, crappies. Um, but just their fish catcher, and it's funny because over the years, Northland has had a lot of different baits and spoons kind of come come through the lineup, and the guys would always bring baits up here to test them, and, and you know, for me, I would always just end up tying that buckshot on. I, I, like, I don't like to mess around too much when I know something works, you know? I love mm-hmm. to just, I just want to catch as many fish as I can when I go out there, so... <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've just been using a, a you know a quarter ounce buckshot if I'm sort of in a hole where I'm catching perch and walleye, and if I'm just sort of just walleyes, uh, maybe a little bit deeper, then I'll go to the three eighths. But that's really I can throw a few of those spoons in my pocket and 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 go. And um, up here on on the north end of Lake of the Woods where I live, I mean it's a lot of structure fishing. It's fun. Um, you know, we just got the Lake Master mapping over the last couple of years, so it's just opened up so many more little little points and and bumps and humps and places to fish. So, I very seldom uh, fish the same place twice in a winter. Or, you know, I don't ever really in a tournament situation. Obviously, I go where I you know know I can catch some fish, but when I go out fun fishing, very seldom go anywhere where I know I can catch them. I'm always looking for new spots and better places and, and that sort of thing. But, uh, but yeah, it's been fun. Uh, I go out and try a new point or hump just about every night and that I go out and, uh, and fishing has been pretty good. Most, most places are good. And the, the one thing up here, you want to avoid the humps that are really vertical, the, the volcanoes, you know, that just sort of come up, have a peak and go back down. You want to have those, those, pieces of structure that have nice flats in that 20 to 35 foot range and that's where you're going to make contact with those bigger numbers of fish well gussie when we first started talking to you you were primarily known as a great uh, guide for fishing and hunting up there in sunset country uh yeah. na- now you're you know the super bowl champion of bass fishing uh so your window of uh, of, of taking advantage of those uh sunset country days uh, are limited what is your basic amount of time you get to spend up at home well yeah i'm I'm in my shop right now working on my boat my new boat and uh working on my bass tackle a little bit uh, i'll probably go fishing maybe later this afternoon and uh but like yeah, two weeks, end of January here. I'm hitting the road south, and uh, Bassmaster Elite season starts uh, middle of February down in Texas. So I like to get down there a little bit early and just get warmed up, you know, uh, get work out some kinks with the boat and just get back into fishing mode again. And so that's, the, yeah, that's where I'm at. I, I don't do as much guiding as I used to just because I'm, I'm you know, just, just keep busy with the tournament stuff and um, and just, keeping all the sponsors happy and i'm fishing as much as ever all the time and i still do a little bit of guiding here and there but just not as much and at some point when the when i'm done with the traveling to fish the tournaments i'll probably get back into doing more of the guiding stuff and that but i mean the right now is kind of like when i used to for 10 years i would i would be guiding for wolves right now in Jan- the first few weeks of january and had a lot of fun with that over the years met a lot of great people and i've got some buddies up here it's these years when we don't have a lot of snow, that's when the wolf hunting's the best. And uh, 
yeah, the guys have been sending me pictures and and uh, they've been getting a few and trail cam photos. So I've been sort of following along, but I haven't been doing it myself as much as I as I have in the past. That's for sure. Well, okay. So where is the first tournament? Where in Texas are we going for the first tournament? We got two back to back. We're going to Toledo Bend Reservoir, which is sort of south. Um, on the Louisiana border, and then the week after that, we go to Lake Fork, which is just about an hour east of Dallas. And it's it's both lakes are kind of legendary. You're going to see a lot of big fish caught at both. I'm sure the big big fish of the tournament will be double digits at both of those places. So that's always exciting. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it just I kind of hope for cool, cooler, colder weather. I want to be able to fish offshore a little bit, fish a little bit deeper, and. You know, you just never know what you're going to get down down in Texas in the in in the winter. Uh, so, yeah, those will be exciting. And then we got a week or two, couple weeks off, and then we've got the Bassmaster Classic. So I get to go back and try to defend my my title against all these animals. And um, <laughs> man, it's uh, it, yeah, I'm looking forward to that again. It'll be it'll be fun. We're that's at Grand Lake in Oklahoma, so. A lot different type of fishery than where we were in Tennessee last year, but uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And then um, the Elite Series season is nine events. So after the Classic, we we go to Florida in April, uh, South Carolina in May, Alabama for a couple in June, and then out to New York in August for the last two. So it's a fun schedule. I mean, we fish for uh, largemouth in a lot of the events down south. We've got a, one or two spotted bass lakes in there. And then the, the last two events up in New York are going to be predominantly smallmouth tournaments. So, um, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a real good variety of different water bodies. And, and yeah, I'm excited. It's, um, it's crazy, though, like how things are changing in the fishing tournament landscape. And, um, you know, a lot of the – we've got 10 new guys on the Elite Series this year that qualified through the Bassmaster Opens last year. Mm. And, I mean, I think one of them is 32, and the rest are, like, 26 years old or younger. And, I mean, that's just – it's changed a lot in the last few years. These younger anglers are just really um, proficient with the electronics and all the hot new techniques and tactics. And, um, you know, it's, it's challenging to, to kind of stay on top of all that stuff, but you, you definitely have to if you want to be competitive against these guys. Aren't you still a young angler? I'm 41, and I'm starting to feel old oh, uh, a little boy. bit. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's... But no, I, I'm ready to go when the when the season starts here. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be chomping at the bit, and uh, you know, last season didn't end real, you know, really the way I wanted. I kind of had a, a tough few little run on the smallmouth tournaments up north, north, which usually are kind of up my alley. But uh, you know, um, I'm I'm looking forward to getting back after it and and uh, and having a good year. So it's it's yeah, it's it's time to start getting excited. That's for sure. All right, so um, tell me a little bit more about the the Bassmaster Classic in Oklahoma. Is in Oklahoma? Have you fished that lake before? I fished an event there in June of 2013, my first Ooh. year kind of fishing the professional uh, circuit. Uh, didn't have a great event, but we're going to be there at a you know completely different time of year, and I probably don't even have any tackle left from back back when I fished there in those days. Uh, maybe the odd crankbait or something, but it's yeah, I'm I'm. I'm expecting, um, you know, I don't think the fishing's going to be real easy there. The, the top few guys are probably going to catch them really good, and then, you know, it'll be a little bit tougher for, for the majority of the field. But you go into that event, you know, it's, it's all about winning it, and it's life-changing if you can win that event. So it's uh, you fish that one a little bit different than the regular season events where you really want to make sure you're 
catching limits and being consistent and um, getting as many points as you can so you can qualify for that classic the next year. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it should be fun. I'm going to have a little bit new, a different look on my boat and truck wrap this year. Northland tackle is um, Northland fishing tackles, my new sort of title sponsor. So nice. uh, yeah, those guys have, have supported me and been friends for, for many years. And um yeah, so it was a, a great opportunity that kind of popped up this year and um, looking, you know, looking forward to it. So we'll have a little bit different look. Um, still um, all good with all of my other sponsors that I've had for many years, too. Shimano and, and G. Loomis have sort of been my, my title sponsor the past few years. And, uh, yeah, we're everyone's good moving forward. So, it's yeah, it's exciting. It's a little bit different look. And um, Northland has... Uh, taken over um, producing the smeltinator jigs that were designed by a friend of mine up here at Lake of the Woods. They're, they're the minnow head design uh, jig that, that I've, I've won a lot of money with. It's probably my number one like overall tournament bait. and It's definitely the jig head that I've won the most money on. Um, but we use it a ton you know, up here for walleye and smallmouths and lake trout even, anything that eats minnows, um, which most fish do. Uh, we have these smeltinator jigs in a variety of sizes and colors, and they're just a really lifelike head. They've got a high-quality Gamagatsu hook in them. and So that's been kind of exciting, and that's sort of been the big big push on um, just you know letting people know that, that they can get these jigs more widely available now, and um, you know that's, it's been pretty exciting. So when you're dealing with, with, uh, with sponsors, I mean, is that stuff you're doing yourself? Do you have an agent? How does it all work? No, I do it myself. And, it, you know, I, I, some of the guys do have agents. And, um, you know, my biggest weakness in all this is just the, is, is, is the, is the financial and, like, that, you know, that side of it. I, I don't enjoy that part of it. But, um, you know, most of these people are really, really good to me, and um, I don't have to you know, really do a lot of negotiating necessarily or anything. It's just, uh, you know, you, you, you get some help and they, they, most of these companies give you an expectation of what they have, you know, with, with social media, with doing interviews and, um, doing, uh, creating content, you know, helping out with events, just, there's a lot of different things that go into it and it kind of keeps you busy throughout the year. Um, between everybody that I, you know, have relationships with, I think I have uh, eleven or twelve different brands that I that I get help from and that I work with. So um, it's, uh, it, yeah, definitely keeps you busy. But it's, you know, for me, I'm a, I'm, I'm definitely a, a regular guy, and I wouldn't get to do, you know, this chase this dream that I get to do um, fishing bass tournaments, you know, pretty much for a living uh, without all the help that I've gotten. So it's, it's definitely appreciated and. Um, you know, I, I, I'm excited to, you know, as always to get the new season started and, um, get after it again. Hi, this is Chuck Hassey on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, doing my part to keep Kev Jackson employed for another year. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service and Fish House Rentals. Are you looking to plan your next ice fishing adventure? Well, look no further as Bemidji, Minnesota is the place to be. There are over 400 fishing lakes within a 25-mile radius of Bemidji. Come drop a line at becoming a fishing legend. While on your fishing adventure, explore the hundreds of well-groomed snowmobile trails that Bemidji has to offer. Don't forget to take a picture with the historic Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Bemidji, bigger fish and better stories. 
I'm Bruce Jean, and this is Paul Bunyan Country. Getting the goods on Gussie today. Are you fishing any new lakes this year? Is there any new water you've never fished before? We are going to Toledo Bend in Texas, the first event. I've actually never fished there before. So we get three days to practice right before the event. It's, and uh, it's, a, it's a giant body of water. So, it's, you know, that part's challenging. But we'll get there and put the boat in the water and, and, and go. You know, that's uh, about all you can really do. And um, a lot of the anglers that live a little bit closer, you know, are able to go there um, we, we the lakes go off limits a month before our official practice starts. So um, Toledo Bend, I think, goes off limits this week. And uh, you know, I, yeah. So I, I I seldom get to go and pre-practice at these places just because of everything so far for me. But uh, but yeah, I, you know, you you do a little bit of research online and and sort of learn what you can. But at the same time, it's it's kind of nice to go and go hard looking around for three days try and find what you can and 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 then go and uh, make it happen on the tournament days a lot of it's decision making fishing the conditions and and that sort of thing being uh, out and about and doing these tournaments and being on the circuit for so many years i'm sure you know people all over the place do you do you have a people kind of throughout the nation that you can pick up the phone and say hey tell me about this lake well, uh, one of the best rules that we have on the Elite Series is once the schedule comes out, we're actually not allowed to get any private information about the water oh. bodies where the tournaments are going. So, okay. no, I, I mean, I have a lot of friends that I've met through the fishing over the years, and um, but but for Toledo Bend, I'm not allowed to get any info uh, from anybody, like waypoints or this is a hot lure or any of that kind of stuff. We're allowed to get publicly information, publicly available information. So I can go online and watch old videos from tournaments in the past, uh, read about past events, read guide reports, read, uh, or, you know, watch YouTube videos, whatever it might be. And, and I do a little bit of that, but really not that much anymore. I, I probably, you know, I, I have most of us that do this, um, you get into a bit of a routine on, um, how you like to fish and, and different things. So for me, just, you know, I was, I, I was looking at a map of the lake last night and you get a little bit of an idea of, um, of maybe we're probably going to be in a pre-spawn situation. So where are those biggest spawning areas on the lake? I mean, I want to fish probably just out a little bit from some of those, that sort of thing. And you, you, uh, you know, you, you, you try to make good decisions, keep it simple and, and usually that's the sort of recipe to, to be successful. Well, you grew up on Lake of the Woods and in uh, Sunset Country, which is really kind of walleye country. I know there's a ton of great bass angling there, but how did, how did you fall in love with bass angling? Well, we, you know, I think for me the biggest thing is just we have some really good tournaments up here um, on Lake mm-hmm. of the Woods and Rainy Lake, and I caught the bug for those at an early age and just um, – just kind of went with it and it's it's it from even the time i was in high school i mean my life revolved around fishing these bigger bass tournaments in the summer and it's just never really gone away so you know it's been over 10 years now i've been able to sort of do it professionally and uh, you know just luckily through some of the guiding and and just people that i'd met i I got some help to get started and and um things have worked out out pretty good as far as just being able to to you know, I, I, every day that I get up, I consider myself pretty lucky that I get to fish and, and do all the great travel to all the cool places and meet as many people that I do. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I just 
just growing up on Lake of the Woods, I, I, I had access to fishing and being on the water, and that was probably be the, big, the biggest thing that, that worked out for me. All right. Well, let's get back to ice fishing one quick second uh, for people who are headed out now that we're getting thicker, safer ice. Uh, yeah. Where should we be looking and what should we be doing? Well, I mean, if you get up to sunset country, a lot of the walleyes um, on the bigger, especially on Lake of the Woods, I mean, it's all about finding structure and, and humps and points. And like I said earlier, those bump, those pieces of structure that have the nice flats on them in the, in the right depth, those are always the best spots. Uh, as we get later into the winter, you know, a lot of the bigger fish, you will catch more big walleyes, big pike, as they kind of predictably show up in front of some of the spawning areas. Uh, and then, you know, just right now, um, it's all about just finding, finding the fish and usually they're pretty easy to catch, but you know, I caught some crappies the other day. They, they group up pretty good out on the, uh, up here. We don't really catch them in the weeds as much as some of the lakes in Minnesota, but they, they get out on a lot of the flats and those deeper basins in the bays and lakes that they live in. And, um, the biggest thing that's, I mean, and, I'm, and I know a lot of anglers in Minnesota are, are using the live sonar now, but it's pretty fun to be able to go out there where we used to drill 50 holes or grid an area out. Now we can drill one hole and sort of scan around and, oh, there's a school of fish over here, a school of fish over there, um, and get on top of them and catch them. It's pretty cool. But, the the is you know, obviously, like I've been writing quite a bit about this, and, and there's a lot of controversy about around the live sonar for mm-hmm. sonar now. Um, you know, the anglers have a responsibility to not exploit the fish. I mean, it's, it's fine to keep a few, um, but if the fish are too deep, maybe you just catch a few, keep them and, and move on, cover your holes up and, um, and, and go find somewhere shallower or go find a different species to chase. But, you know, if people exploit it and ruin it, then we're going to have more rules and regulations and, and, you know, nobody wants that. So, uh, it just, it, it's it's not going anywhere, so it's not worth you know crybabying about it either. Um, you just embrace it. It's fun. I mean, you learn so much using that that technology, and um, you know, I'm I'm certainly not the best with it. Um, I gotta hopefully get a little bit better here this season to to stay competitive with these guys that I fish against professionally. But um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. That's for sure. All right. Do you have time for a quick fast five? Let's do it. All right. Here we go. Jeff Gussie Gustafson, Fast Five. What's up? Fast Five. Question number one. Remember the old TV commercials that said, got milk? How about you, Jeff Gustafson? Do you got milk? Are you a milk drinker? I am. I like to have, uh, I, I pick up blueberries, get a few days of blueberry picking in the summer, and I like to have uh, wild blueberries with cereal and putting milk in there. All right. Awesome. Question number two. Who is your favorite actor? If he's in the movie, you're going to the movie. Oh, man, there's so many good ones out there. Uh, right now, first one that comes to mind, probably uh, probably Seth Rogen. Uh, anything he's in is usually pretty funny. Okay. Yes, it is. That's a fact. Question number three, going back to your high school days, Gussie. Who was your celebrity crush growing up? <laughs> celebrity crush growing up uh man probably christina aguilera she was about around my age at the, you know and was mm-hmm. popular when i was in high school and she could sing and dance and 
Yeah. And, and all that other all stuff. Time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Question number four. Does Gussie drink coffee? I love coffee, yes. I, uh... I've been, like, not sleeping as good lately, and it's probably just because I'm anxious to get the new fishing season started, but uh, but my wife's got me trying to get me to one cup a day, because uh, I'll drink it all day. I love coffee, and, and I'm kind of a coffee snob, but yeah, Ooh. love it. And, and hey, for everyone, I went over to Australia in November, went fishing for 10 days, and went last year, too, and had a lot of fun, so I went back again, but the, the the coffee over there is so much better than we have in North America. It's unbelievable. So, if you like coffee, you got to go to Australia. So, do you know why it's so much better? Uh, they, I think they just, they don't make it with drip coffee machines as much as we do. Oh. Like, they, they use a lot of fresh beans and espresso machines, and uh, it's just, the coffee's top-notch. So you, like, you, when you go to a gas station, they don't just have a machine <laughs> like we do where you just go and pour it yourself. The, the guy behind the counter will make you a coffee. Oh, impressive. Yeah. yeah. So you said you're a coffee snob. Uh, so tell me, you know, what, what, what's your favorite? What do you, what do you need? Uh, I don't know that I would throw one brand out there. That I, uh, but, I'm, I, you know, when I go get coffee, like I like to buy the local fresh beans grind them up you know just just get it fresh i'm not i'm not buying like the cheapest stuff i can at the grocery store put it that way gotcha gotcha uh do you, do you take your coffee black or do you have additives i like to put a little shot of cream in the creamer in it okay here we go question number five this will be a controversial one because um well just because of where we live i know you're up in cfl country but i asked everybody this one so you're going to get asked it too <laughs> okay Vikings or Packers? <laughs> yeah, uh, Vikings for sure, uh, but with the with an asterisk because if the Vikings get eliminated, I'm quick to jump on the Packer bandwagon. I kind of go go both ways. So I was a big Brett Favre fan, so I got a little bit of luck there on, on both of the both teams. But uh, but yeah, I, I head to head, I'm on the Vikings bandwagon, but. Um, but right now I'm on the Packers bandwagon. Okay, I think that's cool. You live far enough away from both states that, that right. you can do that. Right. We down here we can't. It's, it's no. got to be one or the other. No. <laughs> Jeff, I'm probably losing a few fans here now today <laughs> after this, Kevin. But um, but yeah, that's the honest answer. Jeff Gustafson playing peacemaker between the Viking and Packer fans. Well, again, give us the rundown. Uh, first tournament uh, dates, and when is the uh, Bassmaster Classic? We are in Florida or in Texas, uh, middle of February. I want to say it's like the fifteenth to eighteenth, but don't quote me. But around mm-hmm. middle of February, we start off in Texas. We got two events back to back at Lake Toledo Bend and Lake Fork. So those are going to be exciting for every, all the fans. I think um, you're going to see some big fish caught at both of those places, and uh, and then yeah. Uh, later in March, uh, the 22nd to the 24th, Pulse, Oklahoma, we got the Bassmaster Classic. So if anybody ever wants to go, you know, see one of these um, Elite Series events or, or the Classic, I mean, that's the one you want to go to. It's, it's quite the spectacle. And there's actually quite a few um, of my friends from up, up north here um, around home are going to go down to it this year. And, um, you know, you you definitely don't take for granted how hard it is to qualify and, and how many times we'll get to do it. So it's, uh, but that's the, that's kind of our Super Bowl event and they have a big, huge outdoor show that goes on 
um, with the with the tournament, and um, yeah, it's like I say, it's quite the spectacle. All right, and um, if we, w- I know we can always go to the Bassmaster website to get all the details on what's going on. Yep. But if we want more Gussie centric news, how do we do that? Um, I, I have a website, gussyoutdoors.com, and I don't keep up with everything, keep it up as good as I should. It's on my list of, of to-dos, but you can reach me through that, sort of follow what's happening on that. But otherwise, uh, social media, Facebook and Instagram, I'm Gussie Outdoors on Instagram and Jeff Gustafson on Facebook. And, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty active on that stuff, just, you know, sharing a lot of fishing information and, 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 uh, and that sort of thing, so... All right, easy, easy to find. Great friend of the show, Jeff Gussie Gustafson, taking some time out to be with us today. Hey, Gussie, thanks for the time. Good luck fishing in uh, Sunset Country until it's time to go. And obviously, best of luck on the Bassmaster Series. All right, thanks, thanks, man. I uh, yeah, hopefully uh, we'll get to talk again soon because I had a good tournament or, or something like that. Um, that's always good, but uh, but yeah, I'm sure we'll catch up again here later in the year and. And, uh, you know, happy to jump on anytime. Bob Barn, yeah, country, country.